Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. In Matthew, the 14th chapter, verse 19 through 21, the Bible says, He commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did eat all and were filled, and they took up the fragments. Everybody say the fragments. That remained 12 baskets full. And they had eaten and were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Lord God, we thank you today for your goodness and your mercy, your love and kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. We are nothing, you are everything. We are small, you are great. We can do nothing without you. And so, God, we're inviting you in this place today. In fact, you're already here. You've already been moving in the hearts and the lives of people. And you see the needs, amen, that are across this congregation. And we're asking, Lord, for the next little bit, Lord Jesus, that you will anoint these lips of clay to speak your word. Let your word go forth with power. Let it resonate with our hearts and our minds. Let our ears be open to hear, our hearts open to receive what you would speak unto us today, that we might leave here different than the way we came. And that is our prayer, and everyone say, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, prior to this portion here of Scripture, you will go to the beginning, and you will pick up the story of where uh, John uh, the Baptist is in prison, and he's in prison because uh, he had... Uh, talked to Herod about the woman that he was married to. And uh, uh, men, let me tell you something right now. When you marry, you better marry the right woman. I'm not your pastor and I'm not going there. I'm just, I'm just making a statement. Herod, Herod had already been questioned by John. You're not supposed to be married to this woman because she's uh, your brother's wife. And, and if you'll go look at that whole situation uh, without going into detail, you'll find out late, later on that uh, the daughter dances before Herod. Uh, they're having this party for you younger folks. They're having this party. And uh, he is so uh, in the thralls of everything that he offers her, offers her all this stuff. You can have half of my kingdom, whatever you ask. She goes back to mommy, and mommy says, you know what? We want John's head on a charger. We want it on a platter. And so she goes back and says this, and Herod's sad because, you know, even though John was a thorn in his side, amen, he still, he still thought of John and still respected John. But he had to keep his oath, and so therefore uh, he had uh, John's head removed uh, from his body. And then you move on, you just see the disciples came, Brother Ellis, and they took the body of John and they buried it. And then Jesus found out what was going on, and so he gets in a boat. And he moves on uh, on the boat to a kind of a, a desolate place. But the Bible says here that the people followed him. And understand this miracle that you just read with the 5,000 men plus the children and the women and the, and the five loaves and the two fishes. Uh, it was preceded with the beheading of John. All right? It was preceded by the beheading of John. Jesus was disturbed. He moved. What Jesus was doing, John even said, this has got to be, or Herod even said, this has got to be John. The miracles that he's doing, things of that nature. He's risen from the dead. 
But here in this, here in the scripture, we find this story where Jesus fed more than 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fishes. 5,000 people, 5,000 people had the opportunity to experience that miraculous day. That day that we've been singing about this morning. Talking about miracles. Jesus can provide miracles. But sometimes we speak the word or we sing the word, but yet we still doubt the word. How many's ever done that before? Don't, don't be ashamed today. We'll sing it. We will sing it, but we really don't believe it. Amen. But I do believe that there's something in the house today that's speaking to us that says what you speak, you can have. Amen. The faith that you exhibit today, God will respond in your situation, whether it's a healing, whether it's a financial miracle, whether it's a home situation, whatever it might be, you can believe it and you can receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and praise God this morning. So 5,000 people had the opportunity to experience a miracle that day. Amen. In fact, they held a miracle in their hand. They ate of the miracle and it satisfied their hunger. Come on. I don't ever want to come to church and go away hungry. I don't want to leave the same way I came in. When I leave church, I want to feel full. I want to feel a little lighter on my foot when I'm walking. I want a little spring in my step as I walk out of this place. Why? Because I have come. Amen. And I have let God move in my life. And God has has taught me that when I believe I can receive it and so when I leave what do I have I have a testimony amen I can say look what the Lord hath done come on somebody say hallelujah they held it what a testimony you know before you can have a testimony you usually have to go through something is there anybody going through something right now this morning I'm going to get down real here today because I want to help all of us today including myself amen you're going through something whatever it might be in your life or you've been through it and you say well it's just a little old something no little old somethings can grow you leave them alone long enough, uh, and they might just be a little bush, uh, but later on, they're going to be a tree. Amen. And the next thing you know, you're going to have to have real help getting rid of that in your life. Amen. So listen, uh, amen. A testimony is something uh, that, that you and I need, uh, amen, about what God did for us, amen, that, that was out of our control. I'm waiting on a, I'm waiting on a testimony this morning, brother. You know what that testimony is? That testimony is I'm waiting for the knot to go off my knee and God to put some other cartilage in there. Amen. And, and I won't have to go through surgery. You know, but, but sometimes I think God looks at me and said, well, if you wouldn't have been too careless when you were younger, you, you might not be facing this right now. But you know what? I stand here today when I've seen other people uh, healed. Uh, amen. I didn't pray for my miracle because I'm praying for somebody else. Uh, you know something right now? When sometimes when we get our eyes off of our own selves uh, and begin to get our eyes on other people's situations, uh, God will begin to work in your house uh, and begin to work with your, your needs uh, and bless you without you even uh, actually articulating them to him. Oh, somebody say Hallelujah. 
So those hungry people, they ate those five loaves of bread, two fishes, and they became, folks, it became a living testimony. A living testimony. Amen. The minute they took that bite. Think about the children of Israel when they were walking through the wilderness and they had the manna and God provided it. And their clothes didn't get old. The shoes didn't wear out. Amen. And God moved those miracles. uh, Amen. In their lives every day. Provided water. Amen. Brought quail down. Uh, They were, they still complained about a lot of stuff. But God, God performed miracles. Amen. They had a miracle every morning they got up. The manna was there. Come on. Everybody say a miracle every morning. How many would like to see a miracle every morning? I can give you a miracle every morning. Every morning when you get up and you open your eyes and you take your breath and your feet hit the ground, you need to raise your hands and say, God, thank you for this miracle again today. You may not do anything else for me today, but I'm still on this side of terra firma. Amen. You might not do anything else for me today, but I'm breathing and I'm walking. Amen. And I'm able, amen, to do something. So what should you do? Everybody you come in contact with when the door of opportunity opens, you need to say, look what the Lord hath done. And they'll say, well, what did the Lord do for you? Well, I got up this morning. Amen. Can you imagine the miracles uh, that the children of Israel had and those that are here that partook of this lunch? Uh, amen. It was a miracle. Amen. And I believe today that, 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 that everywhere they went from that point on, that they could testify of the fact uh, that God was a miraculous God. Uh, amen. And tell people of what that God had done that day in their lives. Amen. How many believes that you can do that? So when we leave church and we go about our daily activities today, we need personal, we need to personally say, you know what? I'm going to tell somebody about what God has done. Amen. I I believe. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened at church today. Folks, don't be ashamed of your church. Don't be ashamed of people talking in tongues or people jumping up and down or the singing. Don't, don't, don't ever be ashamed of that. You ought to be happy for that. You ought to be glad that, 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 that you have a church that's a worshiping church that loves God, that's willing to raise their hands and, and magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. That's what this is all about. That's what changes lives. But unfortunately, so many people these days, we don't testify. We miss that opportunity. We don't tell somebody about the victory that, 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 that we had in our lives and what God has promised. Amen. But many times, sorry to say, amen, we moan and we'll complain. Just like the children of Israel did. We moan and complain. Miracles all around us, but we moan and complain. God moving uh, and his spirit pouring out, uh, and we complain. Uh, Amen. People being touched by God, but we complain. Uh, Amen. People being moved on uh, by the spirit of God uh, and deciding to be baptized uh, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sin, uh, and we moan and complain. Uh, People being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, the greatest miracle that anybody could ever receive uh, is being filled with the baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, But yet so many people moan and complain. Amen. I'm here to tell you miracles are all around us. Amen. Miracles are all around us. We just have to decide whether we're going to be a part of it and magnify God for it or be lost in our own world of complaints and moaning and criticizing. Everybody say, that is not the will of God. Amen. Is it important? How many of you heard somebody say, I don't feel good? I don't feel good. How many's been there before? I don't, honey, honey, 
baby, I don't feel good. I, I don't think I'm going to go to church tonight. I don't think I'm going to go to church today. Brother Ellis, this is all right. I, I apologize, buddy. Sometimes it's hard for me to get out of that mode. Amen. So we, we, get, into that, we get into that thing to where we just kind of can find easy excuses. Right? Easy excuses. It's not hard. My toe aches. I slammed my finger in the door. Folks, I, I've, I've, got, I've got those. You know, whatever it might be. Now, there's serious illnesses that you've got to take serious, right? Amen. But there's a lot of things. That if I get a splinter in my finger, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to dig that bad boy out, and I'm coming to church. Right? Amen. If my knee's killing me, I'm still going to get up and preach. I could be hobbling all over the place, but I'm going to get up and preach. I, as you can tell right now, I can't stand behind a pulpit. i got to walk. But the, the point of it is, is that, that God wants to do, there's a miracle in your life. There's some victory in your life. Amen. Don't make excuses about coming to the house of God. Be determined that whatever it takes, I'm going to be in the house of God. And with God's help, I'm going to bring somebody with me. I look at it this way, real simple. I'm getting off here. I digress. Amen. But if you just take each person here today and, and you, you as an individual becomes a individual soul winner for the kingdom of God and you purpose in your heart, you know what? This week I'm going to go find somebody, a friend of mine that I can bring with me to the house of God, the next service. Do you realize with what you have here today, I think the whole bottom crowd, bottom uh, part would be full and you may have to put some people upstairs. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you say, well, that's, that's impossible. No, I think we can all find somebody to bring to the house of God. From the youngest to the oldest, we can have that. Why? Why do we do that? Because God did a great miracle in our lives. Everybody say, I'm coming to church. Let me read you some scripture here out of Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. When I look at what Christ went through, I, I stop for a moment and say, what excuse do I have? Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Paul wrote to the Philippians in, uh, in chapter 4, verse 19. He said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Again, he writes to the Romans in the 8th chapter, verse 37, and he said, Nay, in all, thi all these things, uh, we are more than conquerors through him that, say it real loud, that loved us. We're more than conquerors, amen, because he loved us, amen. Doubt is defeat. Jesus gave something to use. What is it? It's called faith. We sing that little song every now and then. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Amen. In fact, the Bible says you got to have faith the, grain, the, the size of a grain of mustard seed. You say, that's not very big. That's all the faith you got to have. Why is that? Well, let me tell you right now. You plant that mustard seed, it don't look very big. But if you let it grow up, it grows up into a very strong tree. Amen. So the faith that I have, amen, I want it to grow up to be strong. I want it to grow up to be powerful. I want it to grow up that says, you know what? If I speak the name of Jesus, uh, amen, in prayer, I know he's got my back. I know he's going to move. Hallelujah. Folks, you can't be victorious if you don't believe. Right? Amen. We got to believe. 
If you'll believe, you shall receive. That's the song says. Amen. You young people say, wait a minute, I don't know that song. There's not a trouble or care the good Lord can't relieve. He is just the same today. All you got to do is trust and pray and believe. You must believe. Believe is a foundational truth. If you want God, amen, to move in your life. Doubt will defeat you, amen, but faith, amen, will, will allow you to move into other realms in faith. Luke 10, 19 and 20. He said, behold, I give unto you power. Everybody say power. Power to tread on serpents and scrolls. How many like snakes? How many like snakes? I got, I got some young ones back here. I was probably about your age when I would go back in the woods and catch snakes. I love to catch snakes. My problem is, is when I caught snakes, I like to chase people. That wasn't, I look back on that now, and that just wasn't really a cool thing to do, right? So I thought about bringing my snake today. I was going to let him run around, y'all, and just kind of get, get acquainted to you. Hey, man, we're all about dying right now, aren't we? Right? Chill out. I don't have a snake. My mom taught me young, kill him. <laughs> but he said here, he said, you know what? Behold, you tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, everybody say nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, we read that scripture and say, "Woo, I got the power. There's no snakes, there's no scorpions. Uh, and we get all excited about all the stuff we can do because that, you know, they can't hurt us, right? But that's not the important thing. The important thing is the next verse. Notwithstanding in, the, in this, rejoice not that spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written down in that good book in heaven. Come on. You can have all kinds of things, but let me get back to the basics. The main thing you got you to gotta understand is you want your name written down in glory. Name in glory. Name in the Lamb's book of life. That's where it needs to be. Greatest miracle we can ever have. Amen. It's to being born again of the water and the spirit. Uh, the death, burial, and resurrection. Let me tell you what. That is the message. Uh, amen. That is the message. Uh, amen. You must be born again uh, of the water and the spirit. Jesus told Nicodemus. Uh, you cannot enter in uh, without that part in your life. Oh, somebody say Hallelujah. You know, after Jesus did a miracle for the 5,000 plus hungry people, he went into the mountains, the Bible says, to pray. And uh, uh, he sent his disciples across the sea to the other side. And you know the story well. In the midst of the sea, there came a big storm in the middle of the sea. It seems that after every miracle that we have that we're blessed with, there seems to be some kind of a storm that follows. Now, just a thought. Could it be that God allows that to happen in our lives? Oh, wait a minute, God. You shouldn't let that happen in my life. But sometimes they come. Amen. We have a great victory, but yet then we're faced with a test. Amen. Let me go back. John was beheaded. Everybody knew about it. Jesus found out about it. He went into a desert place. The people followed him. A miracle occurred. Amen. Now the miracles are over. Jesus went to the mountains. He sent his disciples on a boat to go over, uh, over the other side. And there they are in the midst of the sea. Uh, and what happens? 
a storm. Now, folks, they just seen a great miracle, but now their faith is being challenged. So it says in chapter 14, 24, 25, but the ship was now in the midst or in the middle of the sea, tossed with waves, and the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch, somewhere between 3 and 6 a.m., in the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Listen to me this morning. Just about the time that your test starts getting out of control, here comes Jesus. Just whenever things starts looking really bleak and it's really dark, here comes Jesus. When you're fearful, when there's doubt, when there's unbelief, when you think you're going down, just lift up your eyes because there comes Jesus. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. Why is that? Because he knows my need before I ever ask. Remember, Jesus was on the mountain praying when the storm came. But Jesus still came to their rescue. Folks, he came. It was a storm. It was a test. There they were. They thought it was a spirit. But it was Jesus. And here comes Jesus. Lord, if it's you, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And what did Peter do? Jesus said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat and began to walk on water. Look, I'm just trying to make a point here this morning that whatever you're going through, I can tell you, I believe there's a miracle on the other side of it. Amen. But I can also tell you there's probably going to be a test on the other side of that. Amen. But I want to reinforce the fact that there will be a miracle on the other side of that. You just, you just got to be uh, tuned in and say, God, whatever it might be, if it can happen to the disciples, it can happen to me. His faith. Peter's faith follow, follow, allowed him to take the first step out of the water. But it was his doubt that caused him to sink. Amen. So here we go. Doubt, sink, boom, like a rock. Amen. But God, look, God just wants all of us to know that we can rise above. Everybody say, I can rise above. Look, you can't sink in your storm if you cry out to the Lord. No matter what you're going through today, you cry out to the Lord. He's not going to let you sink. Hallelujah. Let me, let, me, let me give you something here. Your doubt doesn't alter. Your doubt doesn't alter his love for you. I heard somebody, you know, often, Brother Ellis, you probably heard the same thing, where people will say sometimes, where they'll tell you, they'll say, they'll say, well, I need, to, I need to fix this in my life. I just don't feel worthy of God. I need to fix this in my life. When I get this fixed, I'll come to church. And I'm like, look, you know, my dad always used to tell me, you don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. You, you know, you're never going to fix it on your own. In fact, that sin, you can't fix on your own. Amen. So you just need to say, God, here I am. Amen. I, I, with all of my doubt, with all of my, my, my unbelief, everything I am, my, whatever it is, God, here I am. You call on him, and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. He still loves you. So when Jesus showed up, the disciples' problem was already solved. He had the answer. Everybody say, he's got the answer for me. The storm ceased. Their troubles and fears were calmed when Jesus showed up on the scene. He knows, he knows how much you can take. 
He knows how much you can bear. He knows how much stress that you're able to carry around. Amen. And he's able to relieve you that. Take my yoke up on you. Understand that my burden is light. When you have him, he's going to help you. He is your burden carrier. He is the one that can help you. Uh, whatever you might be facing today, he knows exactly. He knows your fears, but he shows up anyway. And he gives you a testimony. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you got a testimony today? Because here it is. When your problem meets his power, miracles happen. When your problem meets his power, miracles happen. When the disciples saw the figure walking across the water, they didn't think it was Jesus. They thought it was some kind of a spirit, some kind of a ghost. Folks, when you're in trouble, God may come in disguise. (laughs) There's a story in my family, and uh, uh, I'm still waiting on it to happen to me, Brother Ellis, to be honest with you. But... My grandpa, back on the farm, back in the day, back during the Depression, uh, he had the old truck, and they were barely make it, four boys, four girls, and, uh, and grandpa and grandma. And so they were trying to, you know, make, it, make ends meet. They were working another man's farm, my dad and my grandpa, cleaning them out to plant. And folks that didn't have the tractors back then, you, you, you hooked up the horse and buggy and, or the, the, the plow and and you cleaned the fields out. How many young people would like to go clean out a big field of rocks? Well, you know, my dad beat that in my head. So when I was, I'll get back to the story. When I was at camp working as a supervisor and was on the youth committee at the time, the ball diamond never looked better when I was there because KP for the boys meant that we gave them five-gallon buckets. And they went down to the ball diamond and picked up the pebbles at somewhere between 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning before they could go to bed. And you know, my thing was, guys, listen, man, I'm so glad you're doing this because you won't get these, these rashes and everything when you slide on this ground tomorrow. You may not be awake, but you, you won't get the rashes. So we pick up rocks. But they did that They're in the farmland, making room to try to plant crops and all that kind of stuff. And then one day, my grandpa, everybody tells me, he's from Mattoon, Illinois. He was a prayer warrior. He was a man that, that believed in prayer and spent hours in prayer. And he was coming home one day from town, and uh, he was going down the old country road just before he got to the old farm, and, and all of a sudden he felt a presence in his truck with him. And uh, as, as he, he, he felt the presence, he kind of caught somebody sitting in his old truck seat. And uh, he said it was an old Chinaman. And, uh, and so as he drove down the road, he said, I wish I would have spoke to him. He said, I wasn't fearful. It was a, it was just a, it was a, it was a great thing, a great presence there. And he said, when I turned to go down the farm lane, he said, I, I was going to say something to him. And I turned and when I turned back straight, he was gone. Don't know why he was there. Don't have any idea. Didn't know if there was something that he was getting ready to face. Didn't know if he just wanted him to understand that God's with you. That was depression time. People were having a hard time finding food or anything. But yet, I'm here to tell you that, that God knows, God knows, and you don't know wh- how or where or why or when he's going to show up. But he could show up in many different ways. The angel of the Lord could come by your house. Well, folks, I believe in angels. 
I believe in him. I believe in him. Amen. When you're in trouble, I'm going to tell you what, it might be disguised. But I tell you, God, if you call on his name, you're going to feel his presence. Come on, let me say it again. When you call on his name, you're going to feel his presence. You're going to feel it. It's real. Amen. It's tangible. I can feel it. I believe. Follow me for a moment. I'm, I'm winding this down. I believe blind Bartimaeus would never have been healed if he hadn't screamed, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I don't think the ten lepers would have got anything unless they would have said, If thou will. What about the woman with the issue of blood? I don't think she would ever have got her miracle if it hadn't been that she uh, was determined to crawl over and touch the hem of his garment. I don't think Jairus' daughter would have ever been raised from the dead except for the fact that her dad asked him. Lazarus would have never come out of that grave unless his sisters hadn't sent for the Lord. You can't just be a recipient of blessing. Amen. You've got to be determined. Like here in a few moments, uh, you have to be determined to call out on him. Cast out the reservation. I care less about anybody else. I don't, who sta- I don't care who's standing next to me uh, or sitting by me. But I'm going to reach out and allow God to minister to me. I, I've got a need. I've got a, I, I need to have a miracle in my life today. And so I'm going to cry out to Jesus. Young people, I know you. You're just like, you're, I, I used to be there many moons ago. I used to be there. And, you know, a lot of times, man, we're just kind of like all caught up and, you know, we want to impress the girls and, and we're just all, you know, we got to, everything's got to be right. So can't, can't, we can't let ourselves out of control too much in our prayer. And girls, you know, you're the same way. You're just kind of like, man, this guy, he's got it going on right here, you know. And we get all like that. And so then we forget sometimes, hey, I could care less, you know. I could care that. That'll that'll sort itself out. But really what I need to do is get my mind on God. Why? Because I know that if I let him know that I'm interested in him, I know he's interested in me. And I know God's going to do something great in my life. Amen. Because, see, the way I look at it is we all got to find somebody. We all got to find somebody that's on the same page. Amen. When we're living for God, right? Everybody say praise the Lord. Uh, so God, God's already done what he's going to do. He's already set it up. But we have to invite him into our situation. Have you ever wondered why Jesus had the disciples gather up the fragments of the leftovers of the bread to begin our story and the fish? Have you ever thought about that? We get excited about, wow, 12 baskets full of the fish and the loaves of bread. Man, they are going to have, they're going to be able to eat for a long time. Man, they got the rim. It's going to be great. No, I don't know. How about this? How about, how, how about you know, he, Jesus had gathered up the fragments left over. Why? It wasn't for them to necessarily eat, but to serve as a reminder of God's miraculous power. You go through things. You're glad to get rid of them. But understand this. God gave you a miracle. Remember what God has done for you. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Don't ever forget about 
the miracles that's happened in your life in the midst of the storm because it can not only it may not only have transformed your life but it also can transform somebody else let's stand remember it you need that in your life I hope maybe something I've said today has encouraged you and, 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 and hopefully that it will bond with you somehow to where you'll say, you know what, Pastor Heideball, I, I want to make sure, I want to make sure that I get a hold of these things and I let them live in my life because I'll face the bad days, but I'll also have the good days. I'm going to have the valleys, but I'm also going to have the mountaintops. I'm going to have the dark days, but I'm also going to have the sunny days. Whatever it might be in your life, whatever you're facing, I'm challenging you today to let it change today. Let God do something great in your life. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.